Our house sounds like it's literally surrounded by a wall of crickets. I am cricket. <laughs> I have become cricket. It's my new identity in this life. When I lived on Riverside in Austin, Texas, if we have any Austin, Texas listeners, they'll know where I'm talking about. Yeehaw! It's like, just like the poor side. Okay. <laughs> and uh, like one time I was walking to a Burger King. and okay. <laughs> Already such a mood. <laughs> and this was at night, right? And oh. like Riverside is known for having all of its street lamps be broken. Uh-huh. I thought I was just walking through a field. No. It was a field entirely covered in like a traveling swarm of crickets and locusts. You deserve it. So like I stepped in it and they swarmed me. Aww. It was like, I think it made me afraid of bugs. Like I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't super. I wasn't super afraid of them before. But I ever, can see little young sweater vest Skylar just having an innate fear of bugs. So don't get little sweater vest Skylar used to play with the black widow that lived in his backyard. Now adult Skylar is like petrified of like roly polies. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Butterflies. <laughs> What's I, up? I'm feeling crazy. I thought you were gonna say oh, you're Sammy. I'm Skylar. Oh, this hi. is the speaking of which speaking podcast. Speaking of which, I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I feel I'm crazy Skylar. too. <laughs> Welcome back to our channel. I can't hi. believe it's how are you? <laughs> Your impression is always so good. <laughs> hi, moon babies. We love just taking people and like doing impressions. It's Molly. <laughs> we love her. We stand. We're not making fun. Oh yeah, legendary. Oh, legendary. Okay, so uh, what do you want to talk about? I have no idea. I. I have like a few things that I've been reading about, but you have a book open to a page, so it looks like you have something. This is not a way to start the podcast. But what do you like, mean? okay, like, why not just dive in? I don't know. I feel like this is a heady subject, yeah, and it's like really intense, and I am not there. So I'm gonna crack it open. And I'm gonna let you dig it out, okay? So this book, um, by Jean Avery, it's called Astrology in Your Past Lives. Jean, it's, like a Jean short, like. G-E-A-N-N-E. Oh. I guess it could be like Jean. Jean. But I think it's Jean. Jean, yeah. Jean Avery. Um, astrology and your past lives. Explore past reincarnations through Saturn's placement in your chart. Literally the longest title ever if this woman isn't a fucking Sag. I don't Well, maybe not a Sag. Um, but okay, so listen. <clears throat> this book is fascinating it's a little outdated and i talked about this in one of my recent vlogs what's the title again astrology in your past lives explore past reincarnations through saturn's placements in your chart okay. so basically it explores past lives but only through saturn and this book was published in um i think it's 87 well copyright 87 when a book's that yellow it's from the 80s right it smells Stinky good. It's, well, it just smells like it's been. Oh, living. that's been in, that's it's, been in a grandma's like this bookshelf. Is, but this was grandma's bookshelf yeah. for sure. So, um, grandma gave me this book, and I'm finally reading it, and it's really good. <laughs> but it's making me think some fucking things, man. Like mm-hmm. things. Um, first, first of all, yeah, go ahead. This is a book about past lives. Just dive into it. Do you believe that souls be? Be, like reincarnate absolutely and i also feel like it's not linear so i we say past lives and 
I do believe that... Like a past life could be from the future or something like or, that? Or, yeah, like parallel existences and just right now we're in this Maybe subconscious like space. Maybe like the Galactic the Alien Federation? I literally wish. Like, I that's my <laughs> that's my hopes and wishes. Um, however, so, but, but for, for, like, easy communication's sake, you know, we just say past, past lives and future lives. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I absolutely, and I think that if you, you know, if you really get into astrology, you don't necessarily have to believe in, in reincarnations, but I do feel that, like, the majority of people do get on that boat because, um. The planet's point. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that happens with astrology really does kind of narrate towards, okay, well, what's happening in this lifetime, uh, you know, which implies that there had to be other lifetimes or there will be other lifetimes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not for everybody. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how you need to astrology, but yeah, a big portion of astrology is belief in, you know, this isn't the only space that we're in and we're here to learn lessons, but we also came with other lessons that we didn't learn and now we're trying to learn them now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you guys, I am hopped up on sugar. So, um, yeah, try and follow me, I guess. Anyways, this is interesting for a couple reasons. One, it deals with Saturn, which I know that Saturn holds a ton of weight in the chart, and I've been on board with that for years, right? Especially now that I'm going through my Saturn return. I see Mm -hmm. her. I understand it. I got you. But Saturn was not my main point of where I would look to past lives or information, like my main information on past lives. I believe the whole chart as a whole is basically like a storybook to, you know, where you are this lifetime and where you maybe came from last lifetime. But Saturn wasn't the door in which I opened to be like, what happened last lifetime? Um, It's normally like the North Node and the South Node. Um, oh, hold on. I have to go let the dog in. Okay, you talk for a second. Because I'm going I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, I'm going to let the dog in. I swear to God, people, if we have to listen to something ah. about Saturn one more time, I'm going to end what? it. What? <laughs> She's getting Phoebe. You're ruining the podcast, Phoebe. You don't want to hear about Saturn? No, I, I'm ready to hear about Saturn. Oh, my God. <laughs> So this book was published in 1987 and I was on a um, I was on a group chat like a Google Hangouts with a couple people and I was talking about how it's interesting because like Chiron um, wasn't even invented or in- invented it wasn't even discovered until 1977. You mean the aliens didn't put They didn't Chiron put it there, there until <laughs> the late 70s. No. So people didn't know about Chiron until the late 70s, and then it took them a while to be like, what is it? Is it trash? Is it, is, no, is yeah. it a comet? Is it an asteroid? Is it like even fucking worth it? Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And then um, astrologers were like, yeah, okay, great, we know about it, but there's so many of these things that is that even important? And it's the same thing, I think, since this book was published in 80, late 80s, you know, people were still coming around to really diving into other areas for understanding mm-hmm. past lives and, and in future general. lives. So for Saturn, you know, in the late 80s, it really was 
one of the most important places to look. But it's interesting to think about how much has changed even since then. Even when we were younger and we were the, of the generation of like, Pluto's no longer a planet. Oh, wait, psych. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Wait a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what? We can Maybe. let it could be a planet again. <laughs> I don't know. You judge whether you think it is or not. So, and now we know, and astrologers know, that Pluto holds so much power and weight within um, astrology. I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot because when this book was written, it's giving me so much wonderful information, but I'm very aware at how it was written not a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But in astrology terms, looking at what they've discovered and what we know from the late 80s till now, like it seems like ages ago. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, do, wait, where's my Saturn again? Oh my God. I don't know. I'm recording on my phone. You don't just remember? No, I don't remember all your chart. Oh my god. What is the use of living with an astrologer if they don't remember your chart? It has to be in... How old are you? 25. It's gonna be in Aries, probably. My Saturn's in Aries? I don't know. I have to look. Alright, I'm pausing it, people. We're pausing! Okay. My Saturn is 8 degrees Pisces. 8 degrees Pisces. So you only got a couple years and you're gonna be dealing with all your stuff. So, listen, this book is fascinating because this author, Mm -hmm. not only is she exploring past lives through Saturn, she did past life regression sessions with clients. And there's like hundreds and hundreds of these clients that she's done. And so she's directly linking these past life memories to how it affects or is affected by Saturn's placement in their charts. And listening to some of these past life regressions is so fucking interesting. Do you feel like you're peeping in on somebody else's life or like Well, she mentions in the beginning that everyone had given her like that she mentions. Yeah, that given her permission to like talk about it, and there's no like specific names and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is this chapter where she's talking about how people reverted back to their births. Like, not in past lifetimes, but, like, coming into this Coming lifetime. into this world. And I just don't know why. Maybe because, like, I've never been pregnant or, you know, never been close or around somebody that was pregnant that I never really thought of it this way. Mm-hmm. But, like, total detailed accounts of people being regressed back to the day of their birth and what they were thinking and what they were feeling... And it is fascinating. I'm just like... Like what they were thinking as a baby? Yes! Like, even if it's... Like, okay, like, it's not going to be fake. Because I don't believe that any of these sessions were fake. If anything, I feel like they were just pulling out things in their subconscious that they weaved into a story. However, there are accounts of them coming out of this regression. Like, how would I ever remember that? And then talking to the parents and being like, how did you know that? Who told you that kind of thing? Oh, okay. So there is... Yeah. Like, okay, let me see if I can read you an example. Um, let me see. You say some stuff. You say some stuff. Like what? I don't know. I'm trying to, like, I wasn't prepared. Like, I didn't have things bookmarked, but I think that I have this one. Are you looking for a regression story? Yeah. 
Like, I have a couple here, but I'm trying to look for this one. Dum da dum. <laughs> Hold on. Let's read this one. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to read it in like a maybe an ASMR, but I might be too close to the mic, so get ready, people. All right. Everybody, get settled. I'm in the womb. Ew, Phoebe. <laughs> You're ruining my ASMR. Fast, fast life, actually, current birthing into this life. <clears throat> okay. I'm in the womb. I'm pretty well fill it up because I weigh about five kilos, about 11 pounds. It feels pretty tight. It makes me want to get out of there. It is nearly time to be born, but my mother is told she must eat for two, so she eats for two. She can't sleep in a bed. She has to sleep in a rocking chair. She is force-feeding herself and me. It's very uncomfortable because she puts a plate on top of my feet and my head. Once, she puts the plate on my feet, and I knock it off on purpose, but she doesn't hear me. It may be the beginning of people not hearing me. I feel the tightness around my shoulders and head, and the umbilical cord is around my neck, I think. I start pushing with my feet to get out. The water has burst, and I'm born shortly thereafter. I was pushing in the car on the way to the hospital, and I caused the water to break. She's apprehensive, and so am I. I've got to get out of there. She's lost two children before, and I'm determined. It takes a long time. It is a long way out, and I'm a big baby. Also, fucking mood. Big mood. Big mood. I'm a big baby. She's in pain, so I want to get out of there faster. I feel something pulling like forceps. I'm angry at the doctors for doing that because it is pulling my head. My godfather hits and I start yelling. He is a doctor. He is all bloody. There are two nurses waiting. He's happy and smiling in spite of the difficulty. My mother is crying because she's happy but in pain. Her tears are mainly from relief. I am a little ambivalent of my mother. I don't know her well. I haven't the foggiest idea of what is happening. It's all very strange. I don't know why I'm here, but I know I'll be well taken care of. I don't like being in a big body, but I hear around me the words that mean how beautiful in the Rembrandt sense. I feel good then because I'm bigger than the other babies. The bigness gets me what I need, even though I don't like it very much. I'm, I'm reading this for Skylar. <laughs> The bigness gets me what I need, even though I don't like it very much. I still Neon wish I tender. weren't so big. <laughs> I don't like to feel so fenced in, but my bigness gives me an advantage. <laughs> me? It still oh does. God. This is actually Skylar's past life regression, and I recorded it when he was sleeping, and he doesn't know. <laughs> I have a suspicion that the bigness is a form of self-punishment, though. In the hospi hospital, they gave me an extra bottle after my mo mother's milk, saying I was so big I needed more than she could give me. <laughs> okay, Al. Wait, where is this going? <laughs> Hold on. It's going it's to it's end. <laughs> People still feed me. They say, oh, Michael, have some more. So I make everyone happy by eating. My size means steadfastness in business areas. I think it gives me a bit of advantage in that way. Michael Saturn quality describes the feeling of claustrophobia before birth and the difficulty involved in the birth process. His astrological chart clearly indicates his dislike for the vehicle he has chosen in this life. That, that, 
That is a strange book. That is strange. Okay? That is a strange book. What was his Saturn placement? I don't remember. That doesn't matter. No. But, I don't know. Anyways, Pisces, probably. You're welcome. Yeah. Should we do another one? Um, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you're not saying anything, so I feel like I'm... I'm letting you have your moment. Okay, well... Hold on. We give you so few on the podcast. Do you have, do you have anything to say? Um, oh my god. I, so, I have been going on runs, right? And I think we mentioned this last podcast. Oh my but god, I've been like su- over I've been it. like super religious about it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I told you I was like running around and I could see like all the mango and kiwi trees. Yep. Now, I don't know. Is it safe to eat a mango from a tree in the city? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. I mean, like, let's say their tree is growing next to a sewer line. And is it? I mean, how would we know? Uh, that's a risk I'm willing for you to take. Because, like, what if one of the roots has gone into the poopy and then now there's poopy in the mango? Who fucking thinks of that? What do you mean? You think of that. It's like you can't eat plants that grow on the riverbank because they soak up the pollution from the river type thing. Or, oh my God. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, did you find rub one? Rub a little dirt in it. <laughs> That's not how it works with arsenic. You can't just rub a little dirt in it. <laughs> did I ever tell you guys the time? Like That's something that was said to me a lot. It was like, eh, rub some dirt in it and you'll be fine. So I was like playing softball one time and someone slid into my ankle and I didn't have my long slots on. And so their cleats like tore up my ankle and it was bleeding and everything. And everyone was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, do you want to come off? Are you good? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like just bleeding. But when the round, like the round, when, when the inning is over, they're like, you should just come and get a bandaid. I'm like, it's fine. Just rub some dirt on it. You know, I like kind of made a gesture where like I bent down and like rubbed some dirt in it, but like I actually rubbed dirt in it oh, and it was hard God. to clean by the time I got to the bench and then it got really infected and I couldn't walk on my foot. <laughs> so okay, the so moral yeah. of the story is don't, don't rub, rub dirt. dirt. Don't actually rub dirt on it <laughs> because <laughs> it will get infected. <laughs> and stop. you say my stories are rough? <laughs> Yeah. Your cut got infected. That's the story. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. The next one. Tina, an American woman who was born at home, remembers her birth in this way. Oh, my this God. is another birth story. Am I Tina again? Or I maybe I'm Tina. Let's You're... pretend. Let's pretend I'm Tina. I'm big body baby. You're definitely Michael, the enormously claustrophobic <laughs> child that just needs to eat too much. I'm ambivalent towards Martha. <laughs> I don't know her very I don't well. Know her very- <laughs> 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 Mommy. I still don't. <laughs> Triggered. Okay, Tina, an American woman. <clears throat> it's a cool, dark day. I'm just sort of left there. It's in the bedroom because I'm born at home. The doctor is there with my mother. People are in the other room, but he's the only one here. My mother is lying over there in pain. She isn't paying any attention to me. I'm eight pounds, but there were some problems after I was developed. After, wait, shit. After I was delivered. She said there might have been a twin that didn't develop. I think it had to do with the afterbirth. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) 
<clears throat> she was tensing up and not really wanting this to happen to her body. She made it harder for herself by resisting the birth process. It's her fear that makes her tense. I think she finds the whole birth process pretty demeaning. I think the whole sex act is disgusting to her, and now the doctor has to look at the private part of her. There is no way around that, so she's humiliated. I'm going to pause mm-hmm. because this is really sad, but also I like just have never thought about that. Again, because I've never been pregnant and I've never been like I've been around pregnant women, but it's not like I've been closely mm-hmm. with someone who was pregnant to make me really think about this. But if you do have feelings like that, let's say let's say that was where you came and you were, you know, you didn't want it to happen. You didn't want someone to see you, but you knew you had to because you were giving birth. That baby is a part of you and a part of your energy. Of course, some of that energy is going to be imprinted on them during that don't During you that think? Process, like, I yeah. obviously it's like, duh. What do you? I definitely but think like, like 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 baby Michael. Some babies are a little bit more chill and resilient. Yeah, this one could tell her mom didn't want the doctor to see her hoo ha. A woman doctor might have been better. Even being pregnant mm-hmm. shows that you've done this disgusting thing. I think she's pretty angry about being pregnant at all. I don't think my father knew how to relate to her sexually or that he was very tuned in to her. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine being a baby. No, just imagine being a baby in the womb, being my like, dad "Wow, doesn't want me, my, and my mom doesn't want to have." Sex. Wow, dad wow. is really repulsed by mom. And mom Ugh. didn't even want to have sex with him, really. Like, okay. Do you think? I mean, like, I know these are real past life regressions. No, I know, and I'm making a joke of it because I'm really hopped up on sugar. I know, but like, so obviously these babies aren't thinking in words. These no. babies are feeling these things right. without words. Right. So, like, how the heck is that being translated? What is this emotion? So, like, this baby is just feeling things. It's not thinking things. Or right. is it? Is it thinking? Or do babies think? I mean, they have brains. I'm sure they have brains. But, like, do certain they? I don't things know. are undeveloped. I think it is. It's like a feeling or, like, a, an acknowledgement. You know what I mean? Like, why do like baby babies just... cry? Mm-hmm. Right? Babies cry because it's their only way to communicate. So, just because they can't talk or maybe you think think that they don't understand or maybe they don't understand certain things until they you know develop a little bit more they still have needs and i think it all comes down to needs of like feeling like they're being wanted Mm -hmm. or feeling like they're safe or feel like really basic things right so like yeah but then there's the baby that felt too big (laughs) (laughs) he's like mom keeps putting her fucking steak dinner on top of me and i tried to (laughs) kick it off her she's not getting it all like right. that would be me as a baby like no matter i'm getting all the attention i need i just kind of feel too big yeah right <laughs> they're feeding me too much and i'm offended <laughs> let's see where this goes though <clears throat> there's something going on inside me it seems like the esophagus is blocked other things are interfering with my getting fed even from the moment of birth i'm really hungry okay this is not me but yeah but the doctor is tending to my mother working the afterbirth she's still hanging okay i'm gonna skip a little bit ahead there's a storm and the wind is blowing i don't get sick simply because of my willpower it seems almost like i'm determined from the very beginning to take care of myself i listen to my intention intuition and try to proceed on that i will not get myself sick because no one will be there to take care of me if I do. I feel indifferent to her. I say to myself, if you don't want me, then you, then I don't want you. I'm not even going to let you know when I need you. Of course, it's not true that I won't need her, but I won't let her know I do. 
So she's implying that she would have been a baby that like would have been really quiet. And even if she needed something, she wouldn't have vocalized it and how that would have translated into her real life because of what she felt during the birth of her. Like she felt like it didn't matter what she said or if she cried, her parents wouldn't come and help her anyways because they didn't truly want to. And that baby could feel it. Me as a baby. so fucking Over here. (laughs) Yeah. I'd have been like, yo, (laughs) Becky. I'm fucking you me made tip. me you Hello. owe me yeah you you're welcome I'm beautiful I'm the cutest baby Literally. you'll ever hold so then it just says you know it just goes on and on and on this isn't the one I was trying to find there's like actually maybe like it's not in- meant to be I'm just I don't know it's really interesting yeah okay but that was just one chapter where she talks about like people who regressed back to their birth into the into this world so basically these people would confirm with their parents or someone that was present at the birth and be like do you remember any of this happening not always i mean there are a couple instances where she says like you know like there was one where the parents left the young child home alone for the first time with like a nanny or like a like a nanny or a nurse and um they went off and she she was being really fussy so the nurse had tied her limbs her arms and legs to the crib to hold her down and um the parents came home and like fired the nurse and couldn't believe that that happened to her and it directly related like she reverted back to that memory and feeling like she was like she was restrained and that she didn't have freedom or something like that and she was like, oh, that makes sense of why X, Y, and Z in my life would have happened. Um, and she, like, told her brother about the session. And he said, you know, how did you know that? Mom never wanted you to know because she didn't want you to blame her. Because, it, you know, for picking that, picking that nurse or leaving you with that nurse, she didn't want you to know. How did you know that? Kind of thing. So there's some. But those are all this lifetime. Yeah. It does also revert back to, like, other... I don't know. I guess I'm just opening the conversation up to yeah. talk about other lifetimes and how things affect us now. I have not had any past life experiences. I've never seen myself in the past. But I've also never done, like, an intentional meditation or regression or anything like that. Yeah. What about you? You know, um, I've had... I've mentioned before that I've had, like, a dream that felt very much like a past life or a memory of something that wasn't this life. Like, it was unlike any other dream that I have had. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally in my dreams, I'm myself. I'm always myself. Even if I don't know what I look like, I know that it's me and I just am aware that it's me. And... This one dream I had, um, I think I told this on the podcast, but I was in this, like, dressing room, and I knew that I was, like, waiting an occasion or waiting an event, and I, like, had people coming in and out, like, fussing over me and stuff, and then I looked in the mirror, and I was, like, a young black girl, and I had this, like, lavender, really nice, like, silk plain dress on, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, like, oh my god why like why do I look like that that's not that's me like it's me but like okay it's also still me but I don't normally look like that like where am I what am I doing is this a dream like it felt really really real Mm -hmm. but it felt like it was me in a past life or some sort of memory some parallel universe it just yeah it just felt really different than a normal dream um like I didn't know anything and there felt like no connection to now 
mm-hmm. and stuff. Or if there was a connection, it would have been psychologically or like I don't know. Yeah, does that make sense? Not really. When it comes to like dreaming, you know how there's like first person and second person and third person. I feel like my dreams are like one and a half. So like, I'm looking outside of my eyeballs, but it's forward and to the left a little. So like, I'm seeing out of my eyes if my eyes were in front of my head so i can sometimes see my face a little but only like a little bit when i'm dreaming so like i can see myself usually when i'm dreaming like even in my dreams it's like all about me <laughs> like, i was gonna um, say i i'm not like that i feel like i never maybe that's why it was weird is because i don't really look in mirrors and stuff a whole lot i like i think i told you in dreams i always am looking in mirrors and picking up books and like trying to read them mm-hmm. and like I still even like I've always told myself if I pick up a book and for some reason I cannot read it it's because I'm dreaming right yeah but no even dream me when I pick up books and I can't Phoebe is she licking the couch yeah I had to push her off sorry guys <laughs> she's trying to secretly lick yeah, the couch I'm just I'm over you. her right now <laughs> oh she's so gross. yeah but yeah I'll, like, I'll pick up the book and I won't it, it'll just be complete gibberish, and I'll flip through every page. Did you just say gibberish? Yeah. It's supposed to be gibberish. No, gibberish. Okay, it's spelled gibberish, but it's pronounced Wait, gibberish. what did I say? G- gibberish? Yeah. I meant to say gibberish. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I know it. People, I know it's gibberish, but okay. I think gibberish is more fun. Well, that's what it... Wait, do they say gibberish in the South, maybe? <laughs> Have I always said gibberish? Okay, sorry. Now I'm, like, spiraling. Yeah, okay, okay go ahead. <sighs> What else about dreams? So the only times that I remember, which is funny actually, because you're saying that you look in mirrors a lot. The only time I feel like I remember have look, looking into mirrors, I'm either directly relating to like having a visitation dream or like connecting to spirit. And I'm very aware that it's not just me in my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, or it felt like some other look into another reality and it really wasn't like a looking glass type thing yeah maybe i don't know maybe that's like an archetype for the one dream that i had that was like one of the most vivid visitation dreams from my papa was we were on a boat we were on a cruise ship and uh we were sitting at this round cafeteria table and i was up against the wall And there was all these, like, pictures and things and, like, frames and mirrors and stuff all on the wall. It was, like, a big collage of things. And I stood up and across the way, up against a big glass window, looking out into the ocean, my papa was standing there. And he was a little younger and a little bit more slender. And it almost was like I zoomed right up into his face. Mm -hmm. I could see all his pores, all of his hairs. I could like smell him. I could see his skin. Like, but I was aware that I actually in my dream would have been across the room from him. But when it came to communicate, it was like he was right up in my face. And I just remember feeling like I had never seen him clearer. And he was there. And then I realized that I was actually looking at him from through the mirror. So I had turned towards the wall and I was looking in the mirror and I could see him behind me in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But I knew as soon as I realized that, that if I were to turn around and look like in real time, he wouldn't have been standing there. It was almost like, it's really trippy to actually say that out loud, but it was Mm -hmm. almost as if I knew through the mirror that he was so real and so right next to me and so vivid, 
But if I were to be asking anyone, do you see him right over there? They would have said no. And it was just like, I woke up feeling like, whoa, he is really right here next mm-hmm. to me. Like I feel like also like in your dream, if you have that mirror capability, like yeah. it's still, it's like people can't force themselves on you for a visit. Like you have to pick up the mirror and choose I to love like that. look in. But I know I'm thinking about the mirrors in my dreams. Usually when I look in the mirror, it's because something's about to go wrong. Like I'm thinking about my mirror dreams and usually I'm picking up a mirror and I'm looking at, like, my teeth fall out. Or, like, I'm pulling Weird. out chunks of my hair. Yeah. Or, like, my nose is gone. Or, like, Whoa. I have, those are the types of dreams that I have that involve mirrors, I feel yeah. like. And, like, it's, I guess it's because something terrible is always happening to me in my dreams. And I'm always, like, I gotta check this shit out in the mirror. Yeah. And then I look in the mirror and something horrible is happening. Really? Hmm. Wow. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know. <laughs> Explore that later. What do you guys dream about? Wow. Cool. Oh my god. <laughs> Sounds scary. So crazy. <laughs> Should we open up to a random part of this and then read some more? No? Okay, cool. I'm gonna do it anyway. You're gonna get a copyright strike? Like how does that Maybe. work? How much well, are you allowed to read out of a book? Well, I think if you're um it'd be different if we were just like reading the whole thing for like gain of money. But you can like criticize or you can oh, like yeah. read or like review material and stuff. Um oh man. Let's see. So there was this really interesting story about... Let me try and find it. You say some more things about your dreams. What's something that, like, is reoccurring in your dreams? Um... Getting into fights, like, with... Like, my boss... Like, my my current boss at work is so chill. Yeah? And, like, it's just, like, a really nice guy, right? But sometimes in my dreams, him, like him and I really get into heated arguments. Really? And that's been a recurring dream for like a few nights recently. And it's really random. I've also had a few recurring dreams where you and I get into big arguments. Oh my God, I love that for us. <laughs> and usually in the dream, like we get heated. Really? Right, yeah. We're always like arguing about something really stupid. And then, and then you're like... And then I win? No. I feel like neither of us when we slam doors and stuff. Oh, okay. And so I feel like we pro- like I project like it's probably like energy or something. Yeah. And then like I wake up in the morning feeling like, oh, glad that's over. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like bitching at you for something. <laughs> yeah. I really showed her. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you got it out. What about your recurring dreams? Um, the only, I don't ever have really recurring dreams. I have recurring elements in dreams, which would be like... When I was younger, I don't really do it as much anymore, but what I mean, basically almost every dream, I would be in some sort of way flying. I would either be on a broom or I would be like flapping my arms like a bird. And you know, most people feel like they can't like, like control or steer. When When I was ever, when I was on a broom, I could not control my broom but if i was flying in real like if with arm with my arms like i felt like i was doing i could control it and i would like flap really hard and i could feel myself like getting momentum and taking off and then i would be like above houses i would like land on roofs tops and i would go like over trees and like come close to hitting like wires and i have journals and journals of like I'm flying again, and I was flapping my wings, and then I was looking in this window, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's just something. Like, it wasn't, like, the same thing happened every time, but it was, I was flying of some sort. Like, yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of where it was reoccurring. Fire, um, is a, a big recurring element in my dreams. Um, either water or fire. I'm either, like, by water or, like, near water or, like, school is a big thing for me Mm -hmm. so i've had a lot where i've like been in like this castle school but it was like on like an island and surrounded by a moat Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there was also a dream where i was in a school but it was like on fire and i couldn't get out of the school and it was like completely engulfed in flames your dreams are epic mine are always like i'm arguing I wonder if that's like my Libra, Libra moon. for sure. Like, I, like my nightmares are arguments. Yeah. Like I, my actual nightmares are when I get into arguments with people. Like oh when I God. dream and like I start to sweat and like I'm fighting and like I hate fighting. Well, your Saturn's in Pisces in the 12th house. So. So what? You kind of want to look into that, BB. No. well the universe might send you a bunch of fucking karmic shit that you're gonna have to deal with no i'm not it's gonna knock on the door and i'm gonna say i'm not interested and then i'm gonna slam the door okay i love that for you (laughs) i'm very powerful should we look up when your saturn return is gonna be like Like your exact exact day yeah i mean can you only find like the like what do you mean so like i know you and i have talked about this before maybe on the podcast how you can tell like when Saturn starts to go direct, but can you really tell the exact yeah. day? Yeah. I can tell the exact day when Saturn will be exactly the same degree as it was when you took your first breath. Now, nothing is black and white and it doesn't work like you're stepping through a door. It's more like I like to describe the planets as magnets that hold energy. The closer and you, can, you get to the Yeah, magnet. the closer you get to the magnet, the more weight and the more pull and the more lessons and the more you can feel it. Especially with outer planets when they transit. It's not something that is just like one of the inner planets that comes and goes and you might not even have realized it until it hits you. You know, most of the time, especially something as big as like a full saturn return Mm. um you know you're gonna start to feel it and that's why they say it lasts for two two and a half years is because even when it enters into the sign that your saturn's in it definitely starts to kind of lay some of these you know universal lessons towards you i wonder if i'm gonna have like a spiritual revolution because like pisces 12th house Mm -hmm. like eight degrees like am i gonna become like an atheist like i wonder like what the heck is gonna happen to me Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking which, of which, do you want to know what day it's going to be on? Yeah. So everyone can remember to message you yes. in years from now. Okay, I'm going to go get the ephemeris. So you say something. So while Samantha is getting the ephemeris, I will talk about my Instagram. Let's. Oh my God, boring. Let me see who's posting. Last episode, you're like, I just haven't posted and I'm just not inspired and I just don't feel was like that last it. episode yeah that was the last episode oh my gosh i posted almost every day since last episode and i've, I've had, commented almost every day. i know they're obnoxious <laughs> you're welcome I've, I've been having a lot of success and like a lot of support from like these random like things randos sub yes. randos everyone's been super sweet okay so you've got your ephemeris so yeah. how do you are you looking at pisces 12th house and no. then you no. track saturn that day or? nope i just look at where saturn the planet is in my ephemeris mm-hmm. let's see so let's see when it enters the sign of pisces so 
it looks like, let me just make sure this isn't reverting back. Okay, so Saturn stations, and everybody who knows their chart and knows that they have a Saturn in Pisces, y'all listen up because this is going to be your timing as well. I don't know what degree, so it's not going to be the same month and day, but, you know, it's going to enter in the sign of Pisces on March. March. Eighth of 2023. That's so soon. I know. You're growing up fast. Okay, so that's when it enters in Pisces. However, it doesn't hit the eight degrees Pisces until... Because it retrogrades back until... Oh, see, now it pushes forward. Hold on, guys. This is a bit. This is a long retrograde. Oh, it. Oh, you got you got some time, but all of 2023 and 2024, you're gonna be like easing your way into some of this shit, and then it hits directly on top of your natal Saturn on the 14th of February, 2024. Why is that such a monumental day for you? Valentine's Day, BB. Happy Saturn return. <laughs> no. It's always fucking Valentine's Day for me. I know. You me. moved across country. We decided we were moving we across country again. We decided we were moving again. again on Valentine's Day. And then now my Saturn's hitting on Valentine's Day? Yep. 2024, February the 14th, Saturn will be stationed 8 degrees Pisces. Now, let's see if you have another another hit because, you know, so the if, planet's if it, it moving forward. Yeah, it's going to retrograde back. So basically, it could re-hit 8 degrees Pisces again is Correct. what you're saying? So, but it, first time it hits or maybe the only time, February of 2024. However, all of 2023, it's starting to come into Pisces energy and then it, it retrogrades back a little bit, but then it's really in Pisces. So you're going to be like handed some things here. Um, so let's Luckily, my ascendant's in Pisces. I feel like I'll be... Luckily? Yeah, luckily. I feel like I'll be familiar with the energies as they arrive. Like, they won't just be totally foreign. It's not like my Saturn's in, like, Aries or something, you know? Like, it's... It's a familiar sign. Like, I know... Sure. I feel like... That's how I feel about it. Sure. Your Saturn's in, uh... Capricorn. Capricorn? Yep. Oh, yes. We've in talked the fifth about house. This. I'm so sorry. Yep. In the fifth house. <laughs> Explains literally everything. Literally. <laughs> Even the things that you guys didn't know about me, now you do. <laughs> um. Okay. That is a really actually a very, like, I think that's a pretty poignant place for Capricorn to be stationed. Um. Not good nor bad. It's not like that. Yeah, so it looks like it doesn't retrograde back for you at all. Is this thrilling information for anybody? Anybody? If you'd like to get a session with me, you have to wait till they're open and I can (laughs) talk to you about your Saturn. So, like, the people are obviously very invested in me, so they too would like to know when my Saturn. So, like, as. 2024, February 2024. Has already gone direct, right? You've already hit your first direct. So let's, yeah, I had mine literally when we were moving and in the middle of the pandemic. That was like when, when your we were traveling direct. down, like, no, it was like the weeks while we were packing up. And when we were in uh, Arizona, that was like when my Saturn return well, was Well, you definitely happening. failed to mention that. I think I've been Wait, talking about it no, for like no, a whole I meant fucking like, I meant year. Like, I How have like, I 
Oh on March God. on February on Valentine's Day of 2024, I'm obviously gonna like be like, today's the fucking day. I'm, and oh then, my God. but you didn't wake up that day and tell me today's the fucking day. Because I was stressed, we were moving across country. I felt like it was implied. Like I felt like it was okay. Hold on, let me tell you exactly when it hit again. I had it written in my calendar. Even let's see when's. Tom to Tom. Okay, my natal Saturn is I think it's twenty seven degrees, but let me just Wow, you don't know off the top I'm of your head. I'm pretty sure it's twenty seven degrees. We'll never know how oh. long we've been filming at this point. No, it, it was filming. It just stopped when I got out of the thingy. But... I meant like has it has it been forty five minutes? Oh, I don't know. I'll just keep talking until you make me stop. <laughs> Speaking of which, my Saturn was twenty five degrees. Uh, Capricorn. So it hit in February. Um, February 1st was the technical day that it, like, basically we were traveling back from Arizona and we went straight into, we're packing the house of shit and we have two weeks to get out. And, um. That's a pretty cool Saturn return, in my opinion. And then let's move down and immediately get locked down in a pandemic <laughs> while also dealing with personal issues that I've never spoken out loud to anyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> I Cryptic? love the return. <laughs> Speaking, of which, Speaking of which, let's see. I think that, so I think it doesn't hit my natal Saturn again exactly, but it does retrograde back in like October... Uh, oh no, September. September and October, it's going to hit again. So does a retrograde feel like a reprieve? Does it feel like a temporary break? A retrograde? For Saturn, while it's your return. I, no. Do you think it doubles in intensity or does it... No, I just think that the focus... Does the focus shift? Shifts. Kind of like... What would a retrograde impact? I guess it depends on... Like, go ahead, say the So question. let's say your Saturn is going forward, right? So uh -huh. it's pulling the lessons forward. Is a retrograde a time to reflect? Because like, you're probably getting hammered with all this stuff. Yeah. Is a retrograde a time to really hone in on one of the... Um, I would say it could manifest in a couple of different ways. It really depends on the rest of your chart. But if I were just mm -hmm. to break it down just looking at Saturn, yeah, just Saturn, if your Saturn isn't retrograde and you're just going through your thing, let's say Saturn hits, there's something external and internal that has happened that you are now you know, dealing with, you're thinking about, you're shifting, you're becoming an uh, astrological eyes, an adult. And then things happen, you're dealing with it, you're moving on, you're adjusting, you're learning, you're growing, and then things, oh, okay, I'm, this is the new me again. Saturn retrogrades and goes, are you sure that you really got it though? <laughs> like, okay. It's useful. Think of Saturn. Okay, I'm going to give an example of my mother who has a Capricorn moon, right? Mm -hmm. So it just feels right. <clears throat> my mom would be like clean your fucking room like okay mom great got it clean your room clean your room clean your room stop messing around stop listening to your beyonce cd like stop playing with your legos crazy in love you know what i mean like survivor I'm a oh, okay listen i want you to vacuum i want you to clean i want you to dust i want you to change your sheets and i want to pick all the clothes up off your floor great got it mom oh my god bye all right, mom, I'm done. Oh my God, let me take a look. Okay, great. It looks great. It looks great. I'm going to go check on your brother now. Goes to brother's room. You're like living your life, listening to Celine Dion's greatest hits. Your mom comes <laughs> back in and says, I just realized that your brother 
did not pick up all of his stuff. Let me check. Did you dust underneath everything though? Like, did you just dust around so all Zachary your figures? Ruined it for you. Did you just dust all like around all your figures? You actually need to pick up everything. So your brother is retrograde. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> dust your whole fucking shelf, Samantha, and dust all of the things on it. You can't just sweep around everything. You're not getting it all. You're not getting it. And that's what Saturn retrograde feels like. You're like, oh, but I already put this stuff away. <laughs> I already put the dust There's away. There's only so much one yeah, drop can do. Yeah, it's clean, mom. Dust doesn't get underneath things. <laughs> but Saturn and says, does. and Saturn says, but it does. And the whole thing needs to be cleaned. And you really have to clear the entire energy of the shelf off, okay? Uh, so that's kind of what how I would explain what Saturn retrograde feels like. It, is really getting into the nooks and crannies of yeah, what it made. It's have like missed. what did you miss? What did you not actually see clearly about it? And then internally, how has it shifted us? And are we really connected with it? Or are we like resisting it? I guess. Does that make sense? Yes. Love you, mom. <laughs> I feel like when I was like when so, my mom would ask me to clean, she's a cancer, right? So like your mom would be like cl- clean and then walk away. My mom would be like, okay, clean your room, and then she would like do it for you. No, she'd stand at the doorway, watch me clean, and she'd be like, I just really want to do it for you. Really? <laughs> she wouldn't say that, but she'd be like, wow, like you're really doing that. Yeah. Like you can tell, like with cancers, I feel like they. They have a way that they want to clean their house, right? Like, okay. Hold on. What am I trying? What am I trying to say? I feel here? like what you're insinuating is you're trying not to say that your mom was like really codependent <laughs> and just didn't want to watch you struggle. She just would have rather did it for you, not in a you weren't going to do it right, but that she felt bad making you clean your room. Aww. That's more of a cancer thing. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "This is the <laughs> fucking military. Don't talk back to me. Pick up your fairy fucking items." And clean underneath the wing. <laughs> like, yeah. So my mom had like lists for us of like our like what we were supposed to do. Really? Yeah. And we had to like it was by our light switch. So it was like brush your teeth, like wash your face, like you know pick up your clothes, pick out your make your lunch for school. Like, and I resisted that fucking like with every bone in my body. Really? But now, if I don't have structure, routine, I feel like I'm going <laughs> to explode. So, thanks, Mom. Love you. Okay, I, compared to, like, lists and stuff, my life was anarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Damn, I forgot that this retro... I mean, I knew it retrograded back September and October, but all of fucking September and October, it's basically 25 degrees All of Capricorn. September and October of this year, your Saturn yeah. return and will a be little, And a few days, like one day, like the 31st of August. Y'all listening to this podcast, remind me of that, please. Because people say that they go back and they're listening to old episodes. Oh my God, I can't remember. Can't yeah. believe that you're... Okay, if, if you're listening if to August this... August of 2020, message Samantha and be like, Yo, it's about to happen again. Are we gonna fucking move again? Are we gonna fucking buy a house? Am I gonna quit my job? Am I gonna fucking have an argument with you? Am I gonna like? Don't say that because that's my nightmare. And by the way, there's nothing for me to argue about because I'll shut down. I know. (laughs) That's why we're friends. I can control you. (laughs) Yeah, August, September, October. 
Jason, to prove. <laughs> you know that vibe. Wait, okay. I feel like you're literally going to be. Wake me up when September Literally? Ends. This sucks. I love October. Okay, maybe this is going to be like Will all be of my stuff. Will it be over by Halloween? Yeah. When does Saturn move out of Capricorn? Not until... Well, it is. It isn't. It, I'm sorry. It's technically right now, I think it's in Aquarius today, but it keeps retrograding back. Because into it's Capricorn. into the beginning of Aquarius and it keeps going back to the later degrees of Aquarius. Like today is, what's today? Let's see what degree it is. April. Yeah, it's one degree, uh, one degree Aquarius today. Damn. Yep. So it's going to go all the way. Man. I'm sure that's a good hit for all of our Saturn Aquarians. Yo, what if I'm just going to come into like a buttload of money? Oh, how, how ideal would that be? all my debt is just going to be paid off. And it's going to be like, you did a lot of work trying to work on Maybe your Maybe you'll win a lottery. Adult. Maybe you'll like get a scratch off. I mean, Jupiter is in my fifth house right now, so it is the time if you're going to gamble, people. I mean, you didn't hear from me. Don't be wasting your life savings. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking the astrologer, if... Jupiter is transiting your fifth house. That is when you need to be going to the casino and betting on black 20, no, red 22, um, 14, black 14. No, snake eyes. Snake eyes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, now what do we talk about? I mean, did we hit our hour? No. Speaking of, Speaking which, of which, what's the tea, sis? I have some tea. Is it in piping my mind, or is it like lukewarm? Wait, let me see if it, there is any tea really fast. Okay. I'm your lady. You are my man. man. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'll just take this moment to thank our supporters. We really appreciate you guys. And I'm being jokey and I'm very hopped up on sugar and I'm all over the place. Thank you so much for your support. If you listen, if you share, if you actually donate towards the podcast a month, it really, truly means a lot. Skylar and I love to giggle and sit here and just talk shit every week, and we love that you guys love it too. Um, If you want to support the podcast, there's links in the descriptions of any platform that you're listening to this on. Mm -hmm. If it's Anchor, it should be really easy peasy. Spotify, there should be a link to get you to the Anchor. And if you're watching on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, there's ways to go to... Speaking of which is a support page. So if you'd like to do that, thank you so much. If you're already doing it, we love you. You're a real MVP. What's the T, sis? So Anya Esma, A-N-Y-A space E-S-M-A, has okay. released like a core card series on YouTube. Uh-huh. And like, it just is really good. That's the T. What else has oh happened? Oh my God. Tell us about it. Okay. Full disclosure, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> But, oh my god. But Okay. She like did like some summary stuff in her Instagram and I was like, wow, that looks like it's going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> also I literally hate you. Also, she likes all of my Instagram posts, so like I felt the need to like, oh my god, okay. Stan Stan. <laughs> I've never wanted to smack you. What's wrong with that? Nothing, What's I wrong suppose. With <laughs> What's wrong with being? <laughs> What's wrong with whoa, whoa. 
Wow. What else? Oh my God. So I follow this girl on Instagram named Kate Fowley. Do you follow her too? If I do, I, I don't know. This girl. Oh, I don't know if I do. She's cute. Yeah, she has been doing like every other day, like live streams and mm-hmm. just like really just doing the damn Killing thing. It. Yeah, just like posting like, all sorts of stuff and just like really like, you know, people like, I don't know how to describe it. Like sometimes during like, during the election, like of Donald Trump or like during the pandemic, sometimes people will host temporary communities, if that makes sense. Yeah. Temporary communities around one subject that is current. Mm. So like she's hosting like, she, I don't think she's thinking of it this way at all, but it's like a temporary community that she has around everything that's going on right now. And then there's a lot of people engaged with her right now about this one topic. Mm. And it's just really interesting to see the way that temporary communities pop up. And then Mm. once it's over, they dissolve because like it served its purpose and it's over now. And Mm. I feel like she's really in charge of a temporary community right now. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. Is she Aquarius? I don't know. She does a lot of astrology stuff, but I don't know what she is. What's her page again? Kate Fowley. So K-A-I-T underscore F-O-W-L-I-E. Fowl. I-E. Fowley. Alex. I hate you so much. <laughs> so just, I don't know what's wrong I'm with I'm so sorry, Kate. Oh, wait. I'm she so has sorry. her signs right there. Oh, I can't read it. It's Me either. A Pisces sun. Virgo moon, Libra rising. Well, no fucking wonder you like her. Oh, I forgot she has all my signs. She's literally you, but like better. (laughs) (laughs) She's me rearranged. (laughs) Yeah, she's you with better placements. (laughs) Just kidding. We love you, Skylar. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. You shouted some new people out. I did. I did. I had, uh, like I said, I did uh, Google Hangouts with, look, it was hosted by Chris Ashburn. And she invited me to one that she did, like, a couple days before that, but I either missed it or I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I jumped on to this one. There was, like, 10 of us. And I jumped on at 6 at night, like, 6 p.m. And I was on there till 2 in the morning. And there were some people that were coming in and out, but for the most part, there was, like, a solid core of, like, 10 people. And I knew none of them. Like, I knew of Chris and, you know, um, watched some of her videos and live streams and stuff with Joey Morris and some of her stuff and you know i've i know her and i know that she knew knew me like we had had few words spoken back and forth with each other but i knew that we knew who each other were but um it was really nice to get to know her and get to know some of the people that were in there it was really interesting uh crimson fire ended up showing up as well towards the end and that was really fun and i knew of her too but i'd never like spoken with her but everybody else I didn't know who they were and I got mm-hmm. to meet a whole bunch of new people and I was saying it was really nice because the pressure of like it being publicized or being like a like live stream yeah like yeah, it, it, like, it felt like I could just like hang out and like get to know people and talk without it feeling like I was just doing it for views or doing it to like subscriber count like not that I always feel that way but I did I do like the aspect of like live streaming or when we collab with people because it's kind of cool to like yeah. merge these two platforms together with somebody yeah and you know you can't lie and say that it isn't nice to like gain new followers or think mm-hmm. like there isn't anything to it but sometimes you just want to like make friends and see other people in the community without there being like a pressure of like i have to watch what i'm saying because it, it, someone's gonna be able to play it back yeah. you know what i mean and so that was so cool 
uh, which is probably why I stayed on there for like eight fucking hours. Eight hours is a long time to um, make new friends. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh my god! Yesterday, so somebody messed somebody with a YouTube channel. Let me tell you who. They I was gonna are. tell you, yeah. And then now Chris and I are friends on TikTok, and I like send her random <laughs> TikToks. Like I don't even really know her that well, but I just keep sending her TikToks that I think that she might like. So I'm trying to force friendship on her. There's this witchy YouTube channel. Okay, by the way, people, somebody reached out and wants to interview me on their <gasps> YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. Her oh. name is Whiskey Stevens. I had Cute. never heard of her before. And she has like a little YouTube channel. And first of all, I'm dead that somebody <laughs> looked at me and was like, I need that on my channel. Oh like, my what God. The hell? Are you going to do it or are you afraid? Um, I'm a little afraid. Oh my god, she uploaded a video six minutes ago. Preparing for Let me shadow see. Work. I don't know this person either. Oh my god, we're just shouting all of the people out. Whiskey Stevens. Literally just like it sounds. Like, in my mind, I'm just like, Whiskey doesn't know what she's getting herself into. <laughs> Whiskey doesn't know what she's... Oh my god. Yeah, she, like, she was like... Oh, she's super she... cute too. Yeah, she's been following my Instagram page mostly. Yeah? I... Um... Uh-oh, I just clicked on some sort of... Horseshoes and hand grenades. Oh no! I was like, please don't tell me it's a live stream because then I'll have to stay. No. Okay. Um, Okay. So so she does a lot of things talking about shadow work. Shadow work. I think she's a hypnotherapist or something or some sort of therapist. I'm going to her thing. So yeah. Let's see what about what she says. What does it say? Tarot reader and writer, editor in chief of the Occultist Digital Magazine. I don't tell the future in any of my readings. I don't believe in that. I tell the meaning of the card symbolism. You can use this as a tool for self reflection and introspection. So she's written for Elite Daily, Ad Busters Magazine, Thrive Global, London Free Press, and Addicted to Success. Cute. <laughs> So I thought that that was cute. That, yeah. I don't know how long ago that about think, me page was written either. So especially if you one. look at like my Instagram, my Instagram is also very similar to like her beliefs, right? About like yeah, psychology, like mythology. The cards tell stories. Like you still don't know how you feel spiritually about the way that cards work. Yada yada yada. And I feel like that's what she wanted to talk about. Like basically my ideas, or basically she sounded like she wanted to know like how I generate my Instagram posts, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. how I generate novel ideas about, like, card meanings. So I was like, that could She's be She's literally going to get you on the interview and be like, so what's your favorite color? <laughs> I'm going to be like, <sighs> blue. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm so embarrassed. This is so embarrassing. I can't wait. Um, sometimes I'll be out on a run, and I'll look down, and I'll be like, I'm wearing all the same shade of blue. Yeah. I'll be like, I look insane. I do that with pink. And I don't notice that I'm doing it until I'm, li- like, three I, miles from the house. I don't think people care. I don't think people care either, but I look Actually, down... Actually, I know people don't care. I know people don't care, but I care. Do you know what I can't wait for? What? I can't wait for the day where you're running, and you're, like, a mile away from the house, and you're about to shit your pants. <laughs> and you call me to come and get you, because if not, you're going to have to shit in someone's lawn. Under the mango tree. Under the mango and tree. And I'm going to make sure you eat what from that mango tree. What a fucking segue. I'm going to bring you a mango and I'll be like, eat I it. <laughs> I know you will. I'll fucking eat it. Give me dirt the, on it. Give up. me the mango. Rub some dirt in it. It'll be fine. Do I have both of my legs? Yes, yes I do. Kind of. Yeah, I you know some of my knee doesn't work, but it's fine. That's sad. Yeah. So anyways, um I'm big baby and I'm hungry Tina. <laughs>
Nobody a, wants me, so I'm going to take care of myself. Everybody wants me, so I'm just going to invent ways to feel bad about myself. <laughs> I'm going to kick my mom's <laughs> steak, dinner steak dinner right <laughs> off her belly. So, yeah, that was yeah, today's podcast that's today episode. Pod- I feel a little bit more mellow. Thanks for letting me talk that out. I feel mellow, too. Okay, cool. Everyone, don't forget to message me on Valentine's Day of 2024. Four? Yeah. I've still got a lot of time. Four years? I'm going to be almost 30 when my Saturn goes direct. That's when... Oh, my God. Have you learned nothing? Oh, wait, oh nothing? my God. Wait a minute. You're you almost 30. nothing. I feel like you've just been doing this for like a I feel like I talk to you, and you literally just, no, well, you, like, nod your head. No, we've been talking about your Saturn return for a long time, so I just assume... You've lived with me for a year. A I, year. Is that it? A year. It feels like we've been talking about it for a long time. And, and it started... It started almost the two magnet. years ago, but it really started to hit me in the beginning, like right when you fucking moved here. Oh my God. And then it really hit when we moved away together. So. And I wonder what's going to happen <laughs> in September and October. So everyone, please actually message me on Valentine's Day of 2022. Somebody give us a house and sign oh. it over in a deed so we can move in September and October. Yeah, Preferably because, like Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, because Anchor actually does not provide an option for house donations. So you're yeah. actually going to have to go through Zillow for that one. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> Somebody. Please find me on Zillow. And just transfer we'll me the give deed. You, Skylar will give you feet pics for the rest of your life if you buy us a house. I'll send you whatever you want. <laughs> For a house. <laughs> like if you want, if you want me to massage my own foot for like five minutes, little jerkins, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> little squirt squirt, I'll do whatever oh you want. God. Oh, just so you know, we played categories again. <laughs> the boys were like, "We want to play categories," and I was like, "I'm not playing categories again." I Ten told you guys, I was never, like, oh, I was never going to play categories again because you guys literally just gaslighted me the entire time and made me so feel crazy. Fun. So then you guys wanted to play again, and then I fucking won. And Skylar's like, "Oh, I'm bored. I don't want to play anything any uh, anymore. I'm just, I'm just gonna go hang out." I was like. Because you didn't win and I won, no, that's why you weren't having fun. I didn't want to fun. play anymore because I was tired Aww. of categories. Yeah. Aww. Have you guys ever played categories? It's, it's literally emotionally the worst. Yes. Yeah, because you have to argue. Your nightmare is arguing with My me. However, you love playing categories and arguing with me. I don't understand. <laughs> and then I won, and he was like, both him and George were like pissed <laughs> that I fucking won. I don't understand. I'm never playing that game I again. I love playing games with George because I feel like him and I just get on the same level about things. Yeah, you guys take out your <laughs> pent-up aggression that you're not... You you aren't, like, we're like verbal about we're enough. Like, Both of you don't actually say what you want to say, so you guys team no, up George in games to, other, like, like, take out aggression on happens, me. But she can't win. But then I do, and they're pissed. <laughs> It doesn't matter if we're playing Ticket to Ride, if we're playing categories. All I've learned is that we actually haven't been aggressive enough. (laughs) Yeah, because I keep winning. We're going to need to double down our efforts. (laughs) Also, macrame is a thing. Okay, bye. Bye, Love you guys.